It's February 5th, and this is your Daily Brief in U.S. News. Here's everything you need to know. In a significant development, President Biden has officially informed Congress about a series of airstrikes conducted by the U.S. in Iraq, Syria, and Yemen. These military actions target Houthi sites and are in direct response to ongoing attacks against U.S. personnel and facilities across the region. This move comes as part of a broader strategy involving the U.S. and U.K., which have jointly carried out retaliatory airstrikes against Iran-backed militias in Yemen. Additionally, the U.S. has launched separate airstrikes in Iraq and Syria following a deadly drone attack in Jordan that resulted in the death of three U.S. service members. This escalation of violence with Iran-backed groups has significantly raised concerns about the potential outbreak of a larger war. The recent attack in Jordan marks a grim milestone, being the first instance where American troops have been killed by an enemy drone, amidst over 150 attacks on U.S. forces by various groups. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan has made it clear that the U.S. retaliation is far from over, with more steps planned to deter Houthi aggression and ensure the safety of commercial shipping in the region. The intensification of these regional conflicts, now more interconnected than ever, underscores the rising risk of a broader regional war. Amidst these developments, President Biden's approval rating has seen a decline. However, in a hypothetical election matchup, he still maintains a narrow lead over Donald Trump. President Joe Biden clinched a decisive victory in the South Carolina Democratic primary, securing 96.4% of the vote and all 55 of the state's Democratic delegates. This win, however, comes with a backdrop of diminishing support among black voters in South Carolina, where his backing has dropped from 86% to around 50% over the last three years. Despite this, Biden's efforts to mobilize black voters in the state were evident, contributing to his success in the primary. The primary saw Biden facing off against challengers Marianne Williamson and Representative Dean Phillips, with Phillips continuing his critique of Biden's leadership and suggesting a need for new leadership, despite securing less than 2% of the vote. The low voter turnout of approximately 131,000 voters in the primary raises questions about Biden's re-election prospects. Moving on to Nevada, Biden faces the first in the West primaries in a state known for its unpredictable results, due to its transient, working-class, and diverse population. The Democratic National Committee has announced a significant ad buy in Nevada, aiming to boost enthusiasm among minority voters. Here, Biden's campaign is emphasizing the threat posed by Trump to U.S. democracy and its founding values, alongside his achievements in handling the economy. Biden's strategy is not only to secure Nevada, but also to energize the Democratic base in the upcoming primaries in Nevada, Michigan, and on Super Tuesday on March 5th. This approach underscores the importance of these states in Biden's re-election campaign and his efforts to mobilize support across diverse voter demographics. California is currently in the grip of a severe weather event known as a Pineapple Express atmospheric river storm. This phenomenon is bringing with it hurricane-force winds, heavy rainfall, and significant snowfall across the state. The impact of this storm has been substantial with over 242,000 customers experiencing power outages. The majority of these outages are within the service area of Pacific Gas and Electric. In response to the extreme weather conditions, mandatory evacuations have been ordered in certain areas to ensure resident safety. 
The National Weather Service has issued warnings highlighting the significant risks of flooding and mudslides, particularly in Southern California, where three to six inches of rain are expected. Some mountain areas may see even higher amounts of rainfall. The situation is made more precarious by the storm's expected continuation over the coming days. This ongoing threat is compounded by factors such as El Nino and rising sea levels, which could exacerbate the potential for damage. In light of these developments, authorities are urging residents to stay up to date by consulting live weather radar, news broadcasts, and traffic updates to navigate the challenging conditions safely. House Speaker Mike Johnson has announced a pivotal vote scheduled for next week in the House. This vote is for a standalone aid package directed at Israel, amounting to $17.6 billion, notably excluding aid for Ukraine. The essence of this proposed aid package is to bolster Israel's defense capabilities. It encompasses funding for missile defense systems, initiatives to counter short-range threats, procurement of advanced weaponry, and efforts to enhance munitions production. Additionally, it allocates funds for U.S. military operations in the Middle East. This move aims to ensure swift passage of the aid by sidestepping previous offsets that had sparked partisan division. However, this decision has not gone without criticism. The White House has labeled it a cynical maneuver, highlighting a rift between legislative branches. Speaker Johnson has defended the decision, emphasizing the House's focus on its priorities and addressing critical issues. He also pointed out the Senate's previous inaction on a military aid package for Israel approved by the House in November, which the Senate declined to consider due to the need for offsets. Despite the expectation of quick passage in the House, the bill's future in the Senate remains uncertain, given the Senate's prior reluctance and the new bill's lack of offsets. In Kamado, Texas, a significant event unfolded as hundreds gathered for the Take Our Border Back rally. This event was marked by a strong show of support for former President Donald Trump and a vocal opposition to illegal immigration. The rally featured conservative speakers who did not hold back in their criticism of President Joe Biden's immigration policies, with one U.S. representative going as far as to label these policies as evil stuff. Amid these passionate speeches, Texas Governor Greg Abbott's ongoing clash with President Biden over immigration enforcement strategies was highlighted. Despite the fervor of the rally, it proceeded peacefully. However, a note of tension was added when a migrant processing center in Eagle Pass was evacuated due to a threat. This rally comes at a time when migrant arrests at the U.S.-Mexico border have reached record highs under the Biden administration, though there has been a recent decline attributed to seasonal changes and increased enforcement by the Mexican government. In response to these challenges, President Biden and Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador have committed to joint efforts to combat transnational criminal organizations that fuel illegal immigration. The Take Our Border Back rally underscores the intense and ongoing debate over immigration policy in the United States highlighting its significance as a pivotal issue in the lead-up to the upcoming elections. This has been your Daily Brief in U.S. News. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.